song thank you very much uh, ladies quartet jesus will walk with me he will talk with me in joy and in sorrow today and tomorrow thank god jesus christ will not walk ahead of us or uh, he will walk with us and at this time let us prepare hearts and our minds to listen to the preacher of god's word at this time, I'd like to request our pastor to please come and preach to us God's word. Pastor, please. Amen. Thank you again, special. And thank you, Brother Jetro. Good afternoon. Your Bible, please. Kindly open with me in uh, the book of Romans, <clears throat> chapter 8. Romans. The eighth chapter, and we're reading verse number 31. 
up to verse number 39. Romans 8, verses number 31 to 38. I hope that everything is fine with you. And uh, we continue praying for our brethren who are sick and those who are struggling in their life today. We continue to pray for them. In Romans 8, verse number 31 up to 39, the Bible says in verse number 31 up to verse number 39, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge or accusation of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for thy word that we can claim that we preach today. We feed our souls upon the word of God. And we know, Lord, that um, the Holy Spirit can allow us to receive enlightenment to the preaching of God's Word so that the Word of God becomes a meat to our souls. And Lord, uh, meat that will bring nourishment and strengthening to our spiritual life. And I pray, Lord, that your hand would richly bless us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. The promise of our security in Christ. Our security in Christ. Truly, look at what is happening today. We say that our true security is only in Christ. And so we, as God's people, always find our security in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And in verse 20, 31 says, What shall we then say to these things? And if God be for us, if the Lord is on our side, 
And uh, who can be against us? Who is the question here? Can be against us. The Apostle Paul here makes the challenge to all the enemies of God's people to do their evil purpose against God's saints. You can do whatever you wish to do against us. And uh, he said, God is on our side. And if God is on our side, then who is able to uh, destroy us? If God be for us, who can be against us? I like that. If God be for us, who can be against us? This includes all. All that God is for us. All that he is and all that he has and all that he does is for his people. Remember that. Where the number one interest in the mind of God, number one concern in the mind of God right now. Who can be against us so as to prevail against us even if they seem so strong, seem so many? What can they do? What can they do? And who then dares to fight against us while God himself is fighting for us? I like what Nehemiah said, the Lord will fight for us. The Lord will fight for us. And the same thing with Moses. The Lord will go before us. And so he provides victory. First of all, our, our security. Uh, we, we talk about our security in all aspects of our lives. Remember this. Now, number one, our security is always connected to God's promise of unlimited supply of all our needs. God just all things. My God shall supply all your needs. Look at verse 32 to 34. Verse number 32 after verse number 34. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him as for us all, how shall he not with him? Not with her, but with him. How shall he, God the Father, how shall God the Father, remember this, how shall he not with him, with Christ also, I like the word freely, freely give us all things. Freely. Without any reservation, without any disputing, without any questioning, God says freely. Freely. He gives it to us. And verse 30, 33, who shall lay anything to the charge? You see, people are making accusations against the people of God. Who shall lay anything, any charge to God's elect? God's elect means the same people. It is God that justifieth. Who shall, and uh, who is he that condemneth? Big question mark. It is Christ that died. Yeah, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also, thank God for that, maketh intercession for us. He constantly prays for us, God's people. So he supplies us with our need of strength, our need of mercy, uh, whatever we need. There is someone seated at the right hand, the very right hand of God, pleading, in our behalf, asking 
favor in our in our behalf. Look at verse number 32. Look at what God uh, has done for us on which our hopes are built upon. He spared not. Uh, that alone, I say, is, is a statement in the word of God that goes beyond our our natural understanding. He that spared not. Can you imagine? God who loved his son. His son is so dear to him. His son is the prince of heaven. His son is the one who created all things. Because God created uh, everything to the word of God. One who is worshipped constantly by angels in heaven. And yet he allowed him to come down. In fact, the Bible says God made him, meaning his son, even lower than the angels. And uh, look at what God has done. He spared not his own son. That is how much he loves you. That is how much the Lord, if you really want to know how much God really loves you, look at the cross. Look at the cross. But God forbid, Paul says, but God forbid that I should glory, that I should take any uh, joy. He says that God forbid, but God forbid that I should glory saved in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? For the Apostle Paul, the cross is always, the cross would always be the, 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 the uh, you know, demonstrating the reality of the love of God. No one is so, you know, uh, uh, so clear. No one is so uh, uh, clear in its demonstration as far as the love of God is concerned. But, but the cross, but God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the reality of the love of God, you see, is manifested on the cross. God so loved the Lord, the, the, the world, that he gave his only begotten son. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He did not spare his own son that he might spare us. Can you imagine? We were on our way to hell and uh, his son has done nothing wrong. He's perfect. He's God. But we have rebelled constantly, rebelled against God. But in spite of that, he did not spare his son that he might spare us. I like that. Then look at what we may therefore expect. He will do for us. He, in verse number 32, he will with him, with Christ, freely give us all things. By the way, I line the word freely, freely without reluctancy. And sometimes you, you try to give, extend the help to someone and with reluctance, with reservation. And I hope that you do this and that. We give with, with, with so many conditions. We extend the help, but we expect so many conditions. When God gives, he gives freely. What does it mean? Without, he gives to us without reluctancy and, and freely without recompense. You see, uh, uh, I give you this provided you do that and do this. When God gives to us, he gives us freely. Amen. 
Why? Because he disposes his blessing by grace. It's all by grace. When we come to God through Jesus Christ, it's all done by grace. By grace. So he will, with him, with Christ, we enjoy the word freely because of Christ. Not because of something that, that merits in our behalf on the sight of God. God doesn't consider something of what we have done, something that we are. No. Something that we will be. God freely gives us because of Him. Because of Christ. That is how important that relationship with us. Now with Christ. Our relationship with Christ is so important with us. Because we cannot uh, expect anything from the hand of God. Expect, you know, except through Him. Through Him. How shall we not with Him freely give us all things? Remember that. So I can come to God. You know what we lack? He have not because he has not. Every Christian has the privilege to enjoy this word freely. But we know the Bible says you have not because he has not. And you look at this, you, you see, you understand the, the importance of prayer in the life of a child of God. And yet, so many children of God, they pray occasionally. They, they fail to enjoy that great privilege we have at the throne of God. So we freely give us. So freely, remember this, without reluctancy. And uh, freely means without, without recompense. He gives us freely without expecting something in return. Yes, look at verse 32 again. Look at two sides of this verse. There are two sides of this verse that we need to understand. You say, Pastor, what are those two sides? We see two sides of this verse. This is a great verse. God spared not his own son, but delivered him for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? There are two, th- two sides here. And uh, before we got saved, remember this. Apply this verse before we are saved. And remember this, before we got saved, he gave us so great a gift. He gave a, a great gift for us. What did he do before he, he, we were saved? He spared not his own son. Yes. Without any condition whatsoever, God gives us freely. Why? Because of with him. Because we are with Christ. Oh, what a wonderful thing that we find here. Number two, our security in Christ stands as a divine protection. It, it, it stands as our wall of protection against, against who? Against what, 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 whatever accusation made by our enemies in order to discredit our faith. Whatever they say, whatever charge they raise, Remember this, we have assurance in Christ. We have security in Christ. Now, John 10, 28 says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Oh, what a security. 
verse 33, 34, verse number 33, who shall lay anything to the charge? By the way, the word charge can refer to accusation hurled against us. The devil is accuser of the brethren. People would make fun of our uh, doctrines like eternal security, like, like the grace of God. And he says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Big question mark. It is God that justifies it. And Paul would say, well, I don't care what people would say. I don't care what they think. What matters to me is what God says. Really? Is it true? So they can say what they want to say. All day long they can, they can make charges against us. But will they affect us? Will they hurt us? Because if you are a child of God, what matters really is what God says. After all. What God says. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? To my mind, Paul says, what is important to me is that if it's God, it is God. Yes, thank God for that. It is God that justifies Who is he that condemneth? Verse 34. It is Christ that died. My assurance is built upon the death of Christ. My assurance is upon the cross of Christ. My assurance is built upon the blood of Christ. And so who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? And people would say, well, you need baptism. You need church membership. You need this and that. And as far as the Bible is concerned, nothing of those things you mentioned at all has part of my salvation. And as far as my Bible is concerned, I know that Jesus is my Savior. I know that Jesus died on the cross. I know one thing. Jesus shed his blood on the cross. They put him on that grave. But three days and three nights after that, he rose again to give me full salvation. That is what matters to me. I'm saved by grace. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. And then he expresses three things about Christ. Yeah, rather that is risen again. And who is even at the right hand of God. And is alive, is reigning, making intercession in my behalf. Nobody can charge God of anything against, you know, against any of the promises he has made in the Bible. You see, God's promises are true. Nobody can wrong God. Nobody can accuse God of uh, God on committing anything wrong. For God is absolutely perfect. And his words are infinitely perfect and final. And who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Nobody. Nobody. If God justifies, if God justifies, this answers all. It is God that justifies. That's all I need. It's not your opinion. It's not your church dogma. It's not your church doctrine that judges. It is God that justifies. And that is all. This is enough for me. This is all I need. Really, people who try to question your, uh, you know, security of salvation, 
you're standing before God. Don't listen to them. You know your Bible. And say, it is enough. It is enough for me. It is all I need. I need the Bible. We may challenge and uh, we may challenge all our accusers to come and, and, uh, and put in their charge. Come in. Let's meet at the tribunal, the, the divine tribunal of God's bar of justice. And so let's go to the court and settle this matter. And I know my case will prevail. I know when God judges, I know my case will prevail. And so, come here. Those who accuse me and those who accuse us. This overthrows them all actually. It is God. It is God, the faithful and perfect God that justifies. That's all. That's all. The Bible says, He that believeth in Jesus is justified from all things. Jesus says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out. That's all I need. Though the enemies cannot, you know, uh, make good charge, remember this, yet they will, they will be ready to condemn. If their accusation fails, then they will continue to condemn. First, there is the accusation. If it fails, don't expect them to stop there. They'll continue to what? To condemn. To condemn. And, uh, and but you know what? Uh, in spite of that, we have a plea. We have an argument which cannot be overruled. We have the word of God even in the bar of God's divine justice system. Up in the final court of heaven, our argument and our plea will stand. Why? Because we know the Lord Jesus Christ. Our absolute divine security is founded upon the foundational truths. Verse 34. Verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Rather, that is risen again even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Everything that God provides for us is established upon these truths. Number one, the death of Christ. The death of Christ. This is the gospel we preach. We preach the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The death of Christ, number one. It is Christ that died. What does it mean? By the merit of his death, he paid our sin debt. Because of his death, he shed his blood. Because of his death, he redeemed us from the penalty of sin. So number one truth upon which our arguments, our, 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 our security are solidly uh, founded upon we look at the death of Christ always. Whatever happens, we believe Jesus died for us. Number two. Now, his resurrection. Yeah, rather, that is risen again. This is a much greater encouragement to us 
as God's people. He died and then he was buried. Therefore, the Apostle Paul mentions it with a yeah, he says. Yeah, rather, if he had died and not risen again, he had been, you know, uh, we had been where we were. We are still lost. We are still on our way to hell. But yeah, rather, contrary to the opposite things against us, yeah, rather, they put Manalo into his grave and he's still right there now. They put Muhammad into his grave and he's still there now. They put Joseph Smith into his grave and he's still there now. They put Jesus Christ into a borrowed tomb. And yet the Bible says after three days and three nights, he rose again. Thank God. Thank God. Paul could confidently proclaim, yeah, rather. Thank God. Number three, he's sitting at the right hand of God. We look at his death, his resurrection, and his being seated at the right hand of God. Who is even at the right hand of God? A mighty encouragement to us in reference to all accusation. That we have a friend. We have a friend in court. And our friend is himself the judge. Oh wow. The devil would once in a while appear into the presence of God. And the Bible says in, in Revelation 12, he accuses us. He accuses the brethren day and night. He comes there and he goes into the presence of God making so many accusations. And then condemnation. And notice, thank God, I have a friend right into that court. He's there, he's not, he does not sleep all the time. If, he, if, if the devil appears at night time, no problem. My God who watches over me slumbereth now. And uh, so, but he also is himself, is the judge. Number four, notice the intercession. Notice the intercession which he makes there. He's there. Don't worry about it. We have an advocate right there. Somebody who fights in our favor. Somebody who fights and he has fought in that court as our attorney, as our lawyer, as our mediator. He has been, he has fought over and over again. And one thing is sure, he has never lost a single case. That is our assurance. And if he happens to lose the case, and it, if it happens that you are the one and having lost the case, I tell you, gubaon na to ang langit. There is an assurance today. He's been defending his people. Has been fighting in their behalf. And not a single time he has ever lost his case. He's there. I say, when we, we feel afraid, when we feel uh, uh, weak, remember there's somebody is fighting for us. 
The devil constantly takes an opportunity. Uh, seeking opportunities. He, he is seeking constantly. The times that we, we feel weak. The times that we are discouraged. And he tries to, he tries to uh, afflict us and ruin us. Goes into the presence of God and then he reports there. He brings negative things against us. All accusation against us. But there is one thing you need to remember. My friend is there. My Savior is there. What does he do? He's there. He's there. Not unconcerned about us. Not forgetful of us. But make it intercession for us. Let me say that again. He's there. Not unconcerned about us. Not forgetful of us. But making intercession for us. Making intercession for us. Verse 31. If God be for us. Verse 32. He spared not his own son. But delivered him up for us. Yes. It is all for us. Number three. Our security in Christ would always be guaranteed by it is always be it will always be guaranteed by the never changing never ending love of God. There are times we feel weak. There are times that we are somehow we are unfaithful to God. But God's love our love fails many times. But God's love is never ending. God's love is sufficient. God's love goes beyond imagination. There were times that we have, we have, we have forgotten to love God. There were times we have forsaken to love God. But God has never changed. His love is unchanging. His care for us is unchanging. The fears of God's people are open very discouraging. Look at this pandemic today. And we could easily be, you know, downhearted. Every time I I receive a call, I receive a, a text from our people telling me about their sickness. Uh, every time people will tell me about, you know, pastor pray for us. Somebody in the family is affected with coronavirus. I, I tell you, it's not a joke. It really affects us. But God's people, listen to me, we have hope. There is someone up there interceding for us. The fears of God's people are open, very discouraging. But here is what, you know, here is that which may silence our fears that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. A daring challenge to all the enemies of God's people to separate them. If they could, you, if you can separate us, Go ahead. If you can do that, 
if you can separate us from the love of Christ. Who shall, verse 35, the answer is none at all. The answer is none at all. God having manifested his love in giving his son for us. Can we imagine that anything else could dissolve that love? When God says nothing, it's final. Period. Nothing. The devil kept on, will keep on uh, injecting thoughts in our heart and uh, uh, causing us to question perhaps the love of God. God has only settled it. It must be settled in our hearts and minds. Nothing. Is there anyone who can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus? The answer is nothing. Nothing. Notice all the calamities that they may, as God's people, face. Tribulation, distress, and they are followed with persecution from an, you know, uh, angry, malicious world that always hated those who, uh, you know, whom Christ loved. And then you mentioned, he mentions about famine. These people, uh, you know, they, they starve with, they, they, with nakedness. They're exposed to the uh, greatest perils in life. The sword of the magistrates drawn against, drawn against them. They're constantly exposed to fatal death in verse 36. Verse 36 says, As it is written, For thy sake we're killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep. For the slaughter. And nobody. How much, no matter how. How we. Are careful about this coronavirus. There is no one of us. That can say that. I am totally indispensable. I am totally safe. None of us. We are candidate. That think these things can. You know. Uh, affect us anytime. Any moment. You may stay at your house and hide yourself inside your room. And we, we are, we are not, actually we are not totally safe. We are exposed in the world. We meet tribulation. We expect distress. We, we have, you know, uh, a famine and nakedness and, and sword. Our our danger today may be totally different from what they had, but same thing. It's the same thing. And we are constantly exposed to fatal death. Notice number two, the inability of these things to separate us from the love of Christ. All this will not cut off the bond of love. Not, not, nothing in this world will be able to cut off the bond of love and fellowship that is between Christ and true believers. I say today, if you are not totally, you know, if you are totally sold out for God, I say you need God. If you are not trusting God, you need God. If you are not, if you are not serving God, you need God. This is the right time, really. 
This is the time our faith is being tested. Our only hope is God. Our only hope is the love of God. Thank God we have the Bible. And thank God we have the church. Thank God we have God on our side. And so, um, remember this, when Paul was brought before Nero, remember he was charged of arson, all men forsook him, but according to his testimony, the Lord stood by him. Nevertheless, the Lord stood by me. Whatever persecuting enemies may rob us of, they cannot rob us of the love of Christ. Yes, those enemies caused those other Christians to let fall. They were afraid. Probably we say, well, I, we perfectly understand why those Christians um, deserted Paul. And that as a result, he was all alone by himself, standing before the court. And uh, can you imagine the fear, natural fear that he was having? And Angyang had looked, but he stood there firm. Why? His testimony was, at the end of the day, he says, the Lord was with me. And, and made the love of God real to me. And remember this, they cannot make a true believer miserable. Now, let me say this to you. Let this truth we have learned today assure our hearts and minds during this pandemic. Love of God. I have somebody up there watching over me, interceding in my behalf. Notice that we are assured of triumph. Whatever, whatever happens, remember this verse 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. Amen. Just stop and say, just, just stop and, 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 and say this. What if during this pandemic, what if, what if I did not know the Bible? What if I had no assurance of salvation. What if I did not, I did not receive the Holy Spirit of God, who is the source of comfort and, and God's comfort and peace? What? How about if, however you 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 uh, construct the question of yourself, and so what if? And there's one thing, there's one thing you can say. I thank God during this pandemic, the greatest joy, source of comfort and joy for me is I know Jesus as my Savior. I know I have eternal life. I know that God is with me. And if God is with me, who can be against me? I know His love strengthens me throughout the pandemic. Verse number, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Yes, but you know the experience of even bitter times of, of uh, sufferings, we know that 
You know that it's not, it's not um, lost at all. It's not a waste at all. For sure, our uh, bitter experiences of suffering will produce triumph. Will produce triumph. You think all of these things have, have uh, totally uh, made the Apostle Paul and his straight handicap? No. Nay, in all these things, include coronavirus. You can include UK variant. You can include whatever you want to include there. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. It is only through Christ that loved us. Remember this. It is, yes, through Christ. But it is also Christ that loved us. We are conquerors not in our own strength, but in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We are conquerors by virtue of Christ's victory. Verse 38, 39. For I am persuaded. Here the, 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 the Apostle Paul enumerates all those things which might separate between Christ and believers and conclude that, that uh, it could not be done. Neither death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. Anything that can be named or uh, uh, thought of, it will not, it cannot separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Are you glad you're saved? Are you glad that we have the Bible? And glad that we have the assurance in Christ. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the Word of God. Truly, Father, we find that we understand the more, even deeper than how we understood it before. The love of God. The love of God that sustains us. Strengthens us and guides us. Thank you Father for assuring our hearts. Because of your son Jesus Christ. Bless our prayer requests. Um, uh, to be announced. To be um, uh, read in our midst tonight. And Lord thank you. Bring us safely to our individual homes. And then, Father, I pray for our brethren who are, uh, some are recovering, some are still sick. Dear Father, we pray for them. We pray for uh, the Dumapias family this time. And uh, we continue to pray for Brother Alan in Mati, Brother Pong. Mamuela, um, we continue to pray for Brother uh, Franklin Hora. <clears throat> and then, Lord, we continue to pray for Brother Edward Alvarico. We continue to pray for Chloe Dewey. And we continue to pray, Father, for the safety of all our members who are working every day. They report to their office, their place of work. The Lord continue to 
protect. And if, if ever some of our people get affected with the virus, we pray for your sustaining grace. We pray for your healing power. You are always our Jehovah Rapa, the God who heals in our behalf. Lord, tonight I pray that whatever truth preached tonight, it is delivered into the ears and the minds of your people, in the hearts of your people. If there are those who are not yet saved listening tonight, Lord, make the word of God real. Make the word of God plain and clear for them to be saved. Thank you, Father, for everything that you are, everything that you have done in our lives. We bring you all the praise. We bring you all the glory. For in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Brother Jethro, please. Thank you very much, Pastor Ingay, for that wonderful message and what an assurance for us Christians that there is security, there is assurance in Christ Jesus. Um, at this time, let me read to you our prayer requests from Sir Rick Ginto. Please pray for him, for God's guidance and strength. Please pray for the reconciliation of my whole family. Also from Sir Abi Dumapias, please pray for his family that we overcome the situation we have right now. From Amor Ison, please pray for Mrs. Maria Dulce Roa and family for God's comfort in the homegoing of his husband, Noel, Sir Mr. Noel Roa. From Brother Jeremy Riponte, please pray for my grandmother, Clarita Lu, for physical strength and for good health. Please pray for my family's assurance of salvation. Uh, pray for Michael Manubag. Uh, please pray for Micaela Marie Manubag uh, for her salvation. And then from Amsel Aspiras, please pray for Amor Parohinog for her assurance of salvation and then pray for her wisdom and safety in her assigned work. From Ma'am Marivic Garcia and Ma'am Checha Julian, pray for Ma'am Nida Alfalahi for physical healing. Also from Ma'am Elsie uh, Ingay, continue to pray for each of the particular needs of our sick people. Also for our senior citizens, our medical and non-medical frontliners, those who are working and needs to travel or go out every now and then. Pray for our gover government officials, local and national, and for all our missionaries in the field. Pray also for those who are watching our live streaming services, especially the unsaved, for the conviction of the Holy Spirit for their salvation. Pray for Sister Tess uh, Danoy for safe delivery of her baby. She will be admitted tomorrow in preparation for her delivery. And then from Am Army Go, pray for good health of Brother Alan Sebelino, Mamuela Grace Go, Brother Pong uh, Go, uh, Sister Chloe Dewey, and Mam Elsa Hementiza. 
and also requesting prayer for our nursing and midwifery students for wisdom and knowledge for their forthcoming licensure exams. From Elsie, I pray for Brother Abraham Dumapias and family for their physical needs. From Edlin Chavez Asenas, please pray for Sir Gara, my co-worker, for a successful gallbladder operation soon and for fast recovery. Please pray for Mamuela Go, um, Chloe Dewey, and Sir June Batao for fast recovery and provision of all their needs. From Mam Cynthia Frando, please pray for Ralph Frando for good health, wisdom on his work, and for God's protection and comfort. Pray for Pastor Inga and family for good health, God's guidance, protection, and provision of their needs. And then protection to all our frontliners, good health and protection to all our missionaries, pastors, and their families, and to all our full-time workers. So those are all our prayer requests tonight. At this time, shall we all stand up, please, Maninog Tang Tanan, and uh, I'll give you two to three minutes to pray. Uh, I know you have your personal needs, your individual needs, and as you pray, please include our prayer requests, these prayer requests in your prayer. Shall we bow our heads and pray? Our Father in heaven, we come to this evening. Thank you so much, O Lord, for the message that we have heard tonight from our dear pastor. We thank you, dear Lord, for reminding us that there is security in Christ Jesus. Our salvation is secured. Our going is secured. Our Christian life is secured. And Lord, we thank you that nothing can separate us from the love of God. 
And tonight we claim those promises in your word, O God, that despite of this pandemic, despite of uh, our weaknesses, despite of our spiritual battle, we know, O Lord, that we are more than conquerors. We know, O Lord, that you are greater than all these things. These things that may separate us from your love, we know, O Lord, that you are greater than these things. And you have already promised that one in the Romans chapter 8. Father, tonight we pray for the needs of your people, the physical needs, the financial needs, the spiritual needs of our members of this church, O God. We pray, O God, and remember our brothers and sisters who are sick at this time, praying for the Dumapias family. We pray that you would guide them, strengthen them, especially to Sir Abi Dumapias and his parents, praying for good health and even, Lord, for faster recovery. Sila mga balatian, praying that you would heal them according to your purpose and pur- and will. We pray also, Lord, for um, our members who are in the recovery state right now, praying for Sir June Batao. Also, we are praying, remember, Sir Edward Alvarico, Mamuela Grace Go. Praying also, Lord, for Sister Chloe Dewey. Praying for the sick members of our church. We know, Lord, that you are our great healer. You have the power to heal. There is nothing impossible with you. And though, medically speaking, doctors may say that there is no more cure, but we depend upon your power, O Lord. We claim your healing power upon the physical needs of these people. We know also, Lord, that our senior citizens are weak physically right now, and they're also vulnerable in sicknesses and even especially this COVID-19. We pray that you would overshadow them, O Lord, with your most precious blood. Keep them safe, guide them as only you can. And also our young people of our church as they go through with their studies online. And even, Lord, we pray that you would guide them in their spiritual life. We pray that you would send revival not only to our young people but to each and every one of us. Also, we pray, O God, ang mga fellow members, the medical frontliners, medical and non-medical frontliners that you will continually to guide them, be with them, help them, protect them, O Lord. We pray also, Lord, for Sister Tess Dandoy as she will be delivering her baby tomorrow, praying for safety, praying for successful delivery, praying for Brother Leonel for guidance and wisdom, praying for the doctors who will be taking care of Sister Tess and the baby. Lord, we just commit everything to you, O Lord, our needs to you. And you are our great provider. We humbly ask you, O God, we are your children, and you are our Heavenly Father. We call you our Father. And Lord, we simply admit and acknowledge that we are totally helpless in our situation right now. Our problems, our needs... Um, we know, God, that we are limited. But Thou, O Lord, 
is unlimited. The resources that you have right now is beyond our comprehension. And we just depend upon you, O Lord. We entrust every detail upon you. Especially, ginoa mo ang services here in our church, praying continually that you would still open doors of opportunity for us to minister to your word. May it be in Bible studies, in soul winning, in track work distribution, or it perhaps in online ministry. We just pray, dear Father, even this live streaming, wherever this broadcasting will reach, may it be in local or national or international, praying that the word of God will not go in vain, that there will be genuine converts, and that the growth of those who are converted will grow and that they will also bear much fruit. Also, we pray, O God, our missionaries in the field, that you continually strengthen them, encourage them, and help them. In this time of pandemic, we pray that you would also send revival to the members of their churches. It is our opportunity, O God, this is not a time to linger around. This is not a time for us to stay cool and relax in our ministry, in our service. We pray, dear Father, that in every way, in any way, that we can share the Word of God. Help us, dear Father, and help us to expand our reach. Even right now, as we have our theme, enlarge our vision for the mission. Help us to reach our faith promise goal per week and also for the entire year. May you raise more members, people of this church who will have that desire to cheerfully give for the furtherance of the gospel. May you continually help us to have that heart of giving, that love for giving, knowing, O Lord, that you have freely given your Son, Jesus Christ, in our behalf. So help us, dear Father, as well, to give the best of our ability for you. Forgive us from all our sins. And as we go home, pray for safety and protection to be upon us. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you very much. The service is now ended. God bless you.